And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Well, you know, I'm getting ready to raise some startup funds, and I'm not sure what to expect. I can tell you what to expect. What's that? Not to raise any funds. <laughs> Why? Is it harder than I think it's going to be? I mean, I think we could stop the whole episode there. Just say it. It's, this, <laughs> shit, this shit ain't easy. And you're not so going to raise go. any funds. Yeah, there you go. Well, you might, you might. And speaking of funds, this episode of Startup Puzzle is brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. SVB has been supporting innovative founders, companies, and investors with targeted financial services and expertise for over 35 years. Silicon Valley Bank built for what's next. Learn more at svb.com. There's a link in the show notes. And once again, if you can't remember svb.com, I don't know if you should be raising funds for your startup. Because it's not a long domain to remember. But, you know, Matt, so here we are. It's part 15 in how to start a tech series. And, you know, we've we've tried to take this from square one. Last week we talked about, tried to explain how valuations work. And, you know, that was a, an important part. To, you you got to figure out what valuation you're going to be raising funds at. Now we're going to hit the street. We're going to go raise some cash. So we're going to talk a little bit about what to expect. Um, we've been in the driver's seat and the passenger seat on several deals. Uh, so the stats tell me we might know a little bit about what we're talking about today. Um, you know, I, we've both raised some money before, so I think we know what we're talking about. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. So, you know, just we're going to breeze through a couple of things here. So we, you know, we've talked about it's what some of the initial sources of funds for startups are. And, you know, some of that's like obviously self-funding now. Okay. I've self-funded myself more than others have funded me. You're in that same boat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd, you la- why'd you laugh about that? <laughs> I am self-funded. That's for sure. Well, I mean, that's, and that's been the case. So, you know, obviously if you have the, the ways and means to write yourself a check, then you, then what you can expect, let's actually talk about that. What can you expect when you self-fund? Cause for me, it sometimes it makes things feel a lot easier and sometimes multiplies the agony. Well, you know, it's, it sucks when you're investing somebody else's money and, and you feel like you need to be a good steward of it and all that. And it's even harder when it's your own money. Right. But, and it can be a lot more stressful, but at the same time, when it's your own money, some, some people are probably more careful with it, but some people are less careful than if it was. Yeah. But I, 
I think when it's in your own money too, though, like if I, if I invest my own money in myself and I lose it, like that's on me. And like, I will handle that the way I handle it, you know, now kind of what you're talking about. And one of the, and the next thing on our list is a lot of people do raise funds from friends and family. And I think, um, honestly, I don't recommend that on most days. If you can avoid it, uh, it, it you might want to consider it. Cause I think that, uh, it can be enough pressure when it's your own cash. It's way more. I think there's a lot more pressure when it's friends and family. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting around Thanksgiving dinner with your grandma and your uncle. And the only thing they're doing is grilling you about your stupid startup idea that lost all their money. Right. And you're not going to live that down. Um, no. You know, certain things, it, it, you know, there's there's a whole lot of stuff. You know, another thing, too, is a lot of people, when you talk about, like, really early stage stuff, they'll do things like crowdfunding, uh, different, uh, you know, business plan. We'll just air quotes here, contests, which are, you know, like here in Kansas City, we have Digital Sandbox, where is like, you can get $20,000 for your startup. And technically, that's uh, revolving around a pitch and a plan and some hope. And some people find money and, 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 you know, end up getting that, you know, bringing it in there. And I mean, there are a lot of initial sources uh, for most. It's often not venture capital unless they have some cred, uh, meaning like some credibility to get others to invest. So, you know, when you talk about what to expect, um, I mean, I, I, I think the first answer is, man, this shit isn't easy. Uh, the episode two of this entire podcast is titled Getting Funded Sucks. Um, I think we kind of set the tone for today's episode three years, three and a half years ago with episode two. But why does it suck, Matt? Because nobody's going to invest in your idea and there's a 90% chance it's going to fail. I mean, that's the deal. The, the, the biggest challenge is if... I think ultimately you have to plan. We talk about what to expect. You have to plan to never raise any money. If the only True. way your business is ever, ever, ever going to be successful is if you raise money, you know how you solve that problem? Getting a customer that pays you some money. True. Not getting an True. investor. I mean, it, it, so, it's just yeah. be honest. Like it's, if that's the only way your business is ever going to get anywhere, it's really, really hard because you're saying I can't sell it to a customer. I literally have nothing I can sell to a customer that will pay me, but I got to go convince somebody else to give me money. Like it's not a good place. Now I want to, let me disclaim some of this because we're not trying to discourage you from trying. Um, this, the, the mission statement of Startup Hustle is to tell the real truth of entrepreneurship and what it's like to be a startup founder. And when Matt says you're not getting funded, okay, statistically you're not. I mean, you're not. you have a one percent. You have a one percent chance, and that is, and that's according to literally dozens and dozens of investors, venture capitalists, and hundreds of founders that we have had on this show that'll tell you the same thing. We've had a whole lot of episodes with venture capital uh, funds, firms, people, investors, and they'll flat out tell you. I talk to a hundred people and maybe write one check. So you have. Te theoretically and technically a less than 1% chance. So you, so when, if this, if we're talking about what to expect when raising funding, the easy binary answer of that is expect a lot of no's, expect a lot yes. of people to say no. So you got to grow some thick fucking skin and either get back on the field and get up off the mat and keep doing it. Now that said, 
everybody I know that's been successful with raising capital will literally on some levels and some that might state it a little differently. They'll say, you know what? I just, I, I gave an, I gave, I kept giving pitches until I got a yes. I kept giving pitches till I got a yes. And that's what it takes. That's what you should expect. Well, I don't know how many that is for you. Some people get it in 10. Some people get it in 500. Some people don't get it at all, but that's what you should expect. Well, and I think, I think you have to separate this into a couple of different buckets, right? You got the people that they have an idea, but they need money to get it to the next phase versus people that their business is growing and they need cash to help grow it, right? It, it's when you're at that super early stage that it's the most difficult, especially, and we all know, we all know 10 people have done this. They're like, I've got an idea for an app. I need to find a software developer and I need to raise some money and uh, hire a developer and build an app. They don't have any of the rest of the business strategy all figured out probably. Those people fail almost every time. And if you're one of those people, I love you. I'm sorry. Your best bet is to find a software developer that can be your business partner to go build this thing. But because sure. if you want to go raise a hundred grand to then go build an app, like it's a hard, hard road. Yeah. And so you're going to have people and, and, you know, to kind of tack onto that, you know, what Matt's talking about is if you don't, I mean, if you have your plan together, you have, you, you have something. So I think here's the next thing you can expect when trying to raise capital. All right. <laughs> and people uh, have been get ready to hear this, these exact words. Let us know when you have a little, this, this isn't for us right now. Let us know when you gained a little traction. Yes. Well, and I think the other thing they're meant to remind to, to think about here, and we're talking about early stage, is the best place to be is if you're in some kind of business and you're like, I know we have people that will pay for this. We just have to build it. That's a different place, right? If you know, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I work at whatever company and they desperately need this product and I know they'll pay for it, you know, whatever. Or you're spinning out of a larger company, right? Like you're like, or whatever. Um, that's, that's okay. Like that's a great place to be. And it's easier to raise capital there. It's like, I know I have a but that's, customer. That's a form of traction. Out. That's a form of traction though, on some levels. Yeah. Like, I mean, traction is defined as like grip, forward movement, progress, yeah. like momentum. And that's the, that's the thing that, and, and you know, once again, like, I don't want to sound inherently negative. I, we're, look, people, this is practice. We're prepping you for what's yeah. going to occur. Cause, cause like when Matt, what Matt's talking about is that, okay, that, but that's traction. Traction is I've got a client and a customer lined up. Traction is um, I've already built an MVP and I've had a bunch of people sign up for it. Uh, their traction is validation. And revenue yeah. is validation. But, Sign ups and, and revenue are validation. Validation and having customers lined up, right? Like you take a crazy idea like Airbnb or couch surfers or some of these things, right? It's like if you have no customers at all and you're like, I'm going to build a marketplace where people can rent my couch and sleep on my couch tonight. Most of us would be like, that is the dumbest ass idea I've ever heard of. I'm not investing in that shit. But if you line up like 100 people, they're like, yeah, I'll rent my couch for 10 bucks tonight. And another 100 people that are ready to hand you 10 bucks, you're like, all right, maybe we got something, right? Like you, it's, at some point in time, you fake it till you make it and you're, you're building fake websites and PowerPoints, all this stuff. And you're, you're trying to sell the dream 
and you're getting people lined up to buy the dream and you got to have people lined up to the dream at some point, it makes more sense and it's easier to find an investor. Because, and that's when we've talked about, you know, you know, the minimum viable products and all different, uh, you know, different stuff like that, but that's a form of traction too, meaning yep. you're moving forward and, and, you know, traction is traction. So when we talk about, so be prepared to a hear that and then also define it because if you're in the earliest stages, that's what you're going to run into. So there's a few places that you're going to run in to start up fundraising sources and they're going to, you're going to kind of get different reactions to it. So let's, we're going to start, let's start real quick with an incubator. Okay. So we'll say an incubator. Um, so an incubator is actually, okay. So Matt, now it's kind of funny. We're starting with incubator because the incubator oftentimes will settle for a lot of the stuff you said, don't expect funding from an incubator is usually a partner in many ways. They may, while there may be some cash involved with that, they're going to help nurture you. They're literally yeah. going to do what it sounds like. You're the egg. They're going to keep you warm. They're going to roll you over once a day, you know, kind of like keep up with you and until you start to peck out of that shell. Right. So yeah. in an incubator situation, you're not necessarily startup funding, but you are. Okay. So now you're preparing for traction. You're okay? getting the mentors so, and the help. Yes. And that is, and that's validation. And that is some forward momentum. Absolutely. So incubators can be a good way. That can be a good way to leverage yourself into funding. Sometimes they come with a little bit of it, but that's maybe like, that's like subsistence. That's hand to mouth living. That's paycheck to paycheck kind of shit. That might just be so you don't have to go work at another job, but you're still going to need to generate traction or that's going to come to an end. All right. So then we move down the list. Let's talk about accelerators. Accelerators like what it sounds. That's something that's already moving forward. And now we're going to be like, Hey, let me put a rocket behind this and see what happens. Okay. So accelerators are often a source of startup funding and we'll use, let's use uh, launch KC. So we're, we're from Kansas city. If you didn't already know that here in Kansas city or the company that Matt and I own together, full scale, uh, we help if you need developers for your startup after it gets funding, call us full scale.io. But anyway, yeah, we say after you got funding, cause we're not going to fund you either, but with an accelerator, we partnered with a local business accelerator and they took companies that had traction, had a validated model, and then they did actually put some funding into it, but they gave an even more important part of funding, something more valuable than funding, Matt, partnership and clients and a vested interest from a powerful partner that can help move you forward exponentially. The, be the so thing better than money, money is customers. Yeah. You know, Customers the funny thing are more is, important is, than money. Is you know, you know one thing that we talked about this the stats of some of this, Matt. So at one of those cohorts, as they called it, they only had like 70 companies apply and six of them got in. That numbers on that's a hell of a lot better than going out and, and trying to raise capital. Those are pretty good. That's a lot better than my that's a lot better. Sure. <laughs> Less than 10%. <laughs> 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 oh my God. All right. So, okay. So now if you are going to try to do startup funding and you're going to go talk to venture capitalists, you have a completely, you should have a completely different set of expectations and an, a, a, honestly, a different approach pattern than incubators and accelerators. VCs want you to fit into the box, into the mold. They, you're a formula. 
to those people. They're going to, I mean, on many shapes and forms, you are a formula. Now, for the most part, there are some that are going to look out, uh, you know, that like there's the hustle fund, their, their founder was on there and their, their motto is, is uh, way too early funding. Like, like literally they want, they actually, you can go to the hustle fund and maybe get that check based on your dream. Cause they literally have written like a thousand checks and they're for small amounts because they want to get you started. Now, Matt, you have dealt and talked to a lot of VCs, PE firms, stuff like that. What's, what's important to them? Scalability, reducing risk, um, being a big enough opportunity. I mean, we're, I, uh, so I'm the CTO of Netrio now and, you know, we're looking to do more acquisitions, right? They acquired StackFi, but now I work partly for them as a, as a, which is owned by a PE group to do even more acquisitions. So I have a meeting later today, looking at three opportunities. And so, I mean, the thing we're looking for is strategic fit and growth and the risk of the company, you know, all, all these different things. Um, it's, it's actually kind of fun, but if you're the entrepreneur on the other side, I mean, the thing you always have to remember, and we talked about this last episode, you're competing against everybody else. Everybody else is chasing the same dollars. So, so what you can expect is really to hear things like, no, uh, we, we, well, no, yes, no, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm struggling on this one, man. Cause I like, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a hater, but there's really like, I, here I am, and okay, Matt, sit down and talk about what to expect when okay. you go to startup fundraising. I'll tell you what you, to expect. Dear no, dear no. I'll tell you what to expect, Mr. DeCourcy. We appreciate you're trying to raise capital, but you're not going to raise this million dollars from us so you can pay yourself two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and that's I'm the only reason it. you needed to raise capital. Uh, no. Now, if you still want to continue to work for free. We will give you a million dollars and then you can hire some people to actually help grow the business. Be prepared for that one. And by the way, uh, your uh, shares are all going to vest. So if we decide we don't like your ass, we're kicking you out and keeping your shares. And your company, maybe. And your company. Uh, hey, Matt, I, I just invented a game and I want to play it. And I think we're going to have fun with this. This game is called Things VCs Have Said to Me. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. this is gonna I this is gonna turn into this could be a recurring thing. Things VCs have said to me. All right, I'm gonna go first. Matt, we really like you, but you do way too many things. Let us know when you're ready to focus on one. Your turn. <laughs> is that as big as it gets? <laughs> that was a VC that said that to you? Yeah. Okay, just making sure, making sure we're yeah. on the same page. All right, so uh, we really like you. This you're you're a little early for us. Let us know when you get some traction. Uh, this is looking a little soft. How do we uh, how do we make this grow faster? I, we're playing a different game here, and you need to get your mind out of the gutter, dude. <laughs> no, you're right. you're uh, you know your forecast is looking a little soft. I mean, we got to grow this business faster. I mean. What do we got to do? Right. That's what I meant. Okay. Other, and by about? the way, just the word no is not permitted. So we've all heard that. Uh, we don't invest in service companies. Uh, your churn is too high. Right. Um, we just don't, we, we think that you have to, okay, here, here we go. 
this is a really crowded space and we're not sure you can compete with the 800 pound gorilla in the room. It's a good one. That happens a lot. That's a lot. You don't have the right team. You, you, there's no management. Mm. It's just you. How are you going to grow and scale a team? We really like you. We love your energy, but this opportunity isn't for us. I love you like a brother, but no. <laughs> All right. And then we could have a successful one. So, you know, like <laughs> here, by the way, what you, uh, we really like this opportunity. We'd like to enter the diligence process, which by the way, should strike a separate set of fear in your heart. We're excited to work with you. We're going to send you our LOI, uh, which contains like a million dollars a year in management fees and it's participating preferred stock. So we're going to get all our money back plus like 50%. And um, you're, uh, we could fire you at any time. And yeah, a bunch of other shit. You really, that you've really had them speak the words we could fire you at any time or is that on the sheet? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> And that concludes the very first, the very first <laughs> version ever of things VCs have said to me. And by the way, that that is probably a, a fun game that you should play with your founder friends <laughs> as we get as we move on in this episode. A quick reminder that this episode of Startup Hustle and possibly regrettably has been brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> SVB has been supporting innovative founders, companies, and investors with targeted financial services and expertise for over 35 years. SVB.com. There you that's go. Still, All right. That's still my favorite. I, I love that. The SVB. I, I feel like I, 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 might, I might try to sell that to them. Just, you know, like you get like a montage of that. I mean, we'll put that on Startup Hustle TV. By the way, go to YouTube, check out our YouTube channel. If you want to see what the process of getting acquired was like, uh, the true timeline story, go find episode 10.1. It's literally Matt Watson's story where his company Stackify was recently acquired by Huntington-based Netrio, and they are doing some cool stuff. It was a really good inside look. Matt, you did some fundraising into that. We're largely self-funded, but overall that was, I mean, that, that was the hope and the dream. So once again, congratulations. Now, you know, a few things like, you know, when it comes to what to expect uh, for fundraising and, and once again, look, if you're listening, take, take, look, we're just trying to, to keep it real folks. And yeah, this is tough, man. It's tough. Like, I mean, the, the fundraising process just realistically, it chews up and, almost everyone and spits them back out. And I think one of the things is just like being real candid here is you need to expect to have your ego bruised. Um, you know, the, 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 it, the, those are, that are interested in this whole process of getting funded and fundraising is the, you're going to have a lot of people that are very type a alpha type folks that cut straight to the point. They're going to tell you everything that's wrong with you, everything that's wrong with your business and everything they don't like about both. And, um, and sometimes that's great feedback. Most of the time it is usually quite honestly, excellent feedback. And sometimes it's, it's not, but what to expect with that is it's, 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 can I think it can feel disheartening. I mean, it, because I don't think anyone likes to, talk about their flaws or what's wrong with their business or why you're not going to get it done. But I mean, it, 
if you want to get through it, I mean, listen to it, listen for the echo, listen for the, the repetitive thing you hear over and over and over and over again. And if, and if it feels like it's something that's within your wheelhouse of fixing or adapting to, then fix it and get back out there. Um, one thing, if you're hearing no, 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 and you're hearing the exact same feedback every single time, now you're beginning to define insanity if you're still going forward with it a little bit. But just because someone tells you no or gives you feedback that you don't like doesn't mean that you're going to get that all the time. You get 40 pitches in and you hear the exact same thing every time and the feedback's the same every time. You might have to sit back and consider that it's valid. Well, and the other thing to think about when you're trying to raise money is you got to find the right type of investor. So for example... You know, StackFi, we sold a product that's IT related, right? So going to raise money from people who have only invested in oil and real estate. Yeah. Don't get it. They don't yep. get it. They don't understand yep. software. You're talking to the wrong people, right? I mean, they might be like, hey, I saw that Facebook thing became worth billions. I'm going to give you some money, kid. Like maybe, but odds are you need to go find somebody who invests in technology companies. And even better, somebody who's invested in that industry, in that space, you're going to have way better results. The confused mind almost always says no is, is why. So it's hard to get investment from people that don't understand what they're investing in. If they don't understand your business, if they don't understand the problem and the solution, it makes it a lot harder to quantify, and especially if uh, you know, it, it, next thing to expect, let's talk about what to expect if you haven't raised money and you haven't had success before as a startup founder, because it's a lot harder. I think if you haven't done either, you need to expect uh, uh, to, to have more of a fight. Now, look, the process is built to eliminate a lot of the, the weaker you know, companies and founders, like that's part of it. Like there are investors, including myself that like founders with scars. I like people that have failed at something There's, before. I like, I want you to be a tenacious motherfucker that doesn't give up and prove that. How bad do you want the money, Matt? Matt, how bad do you want the money? There's not, there's nothing more Darwinistic than founders and fundraising. <laughs> <Than> fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. The, the strong, we're gonna the make strong that. survive only. <laughs> it's so true though. So that, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And remember, they're trying to weed you out. So Matt, you're spot on about finding an investor that fits that criteria. That's why when we played things, VCs have said to me, which is going to be a new thing, by the way, I, I don't see how it's not. <laughs> that might even just be its own podcast. You know, like we'll just do a five minute with founders and they can just talk about all the things. It'll sound like the same episode over and over again. I'll tell you that much. It really will. But, you know, when I mentioned, hey, we don't invest in service companies. That's because you're. T I was talking to the wrong people. Talking to the wrong, wrong investor because investors do fit a profile. Now, it, it, you're going to save yourself a lot of time. You're going to save yourself a lot of no's. You're going to save yourself a lot of misery if you find people that invest in, in the kind of businesses that you have. So, you know, there's, how do you figure that out? Well, Crunchbase is a real easy place yes. to start. I mean, Crunchbase literally documents like how people that got investors from a lot of different ways. Like right. I literally have, I have a profile as Matt DeCourcy and I think you do too in Crunchbase as investors that literally talk about some of the things we've invested in. Well, and that's 
the number one thing you got to do is network, right? Because like even in Kansas City, let's be honest, there's some tech companies here. We've had some tech wins, but not a lot, right? And so you very quickly, you start talking to people and they're like, oh, you should go talk to uh, so-and-so. He sold some tech company. Aha, yes, let me talk to him. Maybe he'll be an angel investor or her, whatever. And you got to network and figure out, okay, who in the community does angel investing in tech even had a tech exit before whatever, right. In that industry, somebody who, you know, but the other thing to, to think about one of the very best things you can do as an investor is find a customer that will be an investor, right? Let's, let's go back to the Venn solutions days, right? I'm making software for car dealerships. Who do you think I should ask to invest? Somebody who owns a car dealership. Car dealers. Because they can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this solves a problem I have. I would gladly pay for this. I would tell all of my friends about it. And this is going to be huge. Right? Versus going and talking to the oil and gas guys be like, uh, what is technology? Go to your That's customers. another episode. What is technology? Go to your you customers. Ask everyone that. So, all right. So some other things too, uh, while we're on the subject of that, I mean, there's, there's professional people out there. I mean, there's programs, like there's all kinds of, I'm going to call them civic based organizations, you know, like Casey source links something here locally. Then they, they do like, they do like a pitch school. Like they, they will help. They're there. These are economic development entities that want to help you get your shit together. And then there are actual just, they're consultants and people, I hired one. I hired one uh, four years ago. I hired a guy for about six weeks to help me get my shit together and coach me. And that, that resulted in, in me getting in front of some really amazing people. And I earned, I learned a hell of a lot. I learned a hell of a lot. I learned how to, how, when giving these pitches, I learned the, the value of brevity and getting right to the point with these people. And by the way, that's another thing we should probably throw in, get right to the point. You're right to the point. You had a few minutes. And if you don't get to the point, you're going to lose that. Uh, but other things too, is like, go look for a mentor, go look yes. for a mentor, go talk to some either, either professional advice or a mentor or someone. And like, that's, and, and here's the thing, man, there's like, literally, I don't think you could hit the bottom of advice when it comes to raising funds for your startup. That's on the internet. Like it's everywhere. And, I mean, we've got it. There's at least 10 episodes, if not 20, and this series that are related just to that. So listen to go on LinkedIn, two. go on LinkedIn, find p- potential customers and ask to buy them a cup of coffee and pick their brain. A lot of times they'll say yes. And I maybe they'll buy your no. product. I, hate, I, I do hate that invite, just the cup of coffee invite, but yeah. Okay. Maybe Sorry. a glass of milk had, for you, whatever. You had a nerve. I, well, here's the thing is, it, it, all right. A mango well, shake. Ex- when you get that would get me you would do it you gotta come come to me make it easy for people to help you and you will get more help and that's that's why that's actually why you hit the nerve there because say like if you want me to stop what i'm doing get in my car drive somewhere come meet you and what i get out of that is a cup of coffee that means that an hour of hour or two of my time was worth three dollars and you know the thing is though is yeah, and, and I think you overpaid at that rate. But, you know, the th- by the way, is this a good time to point out that you once offered me a job for one Bitcoin a month? And I was apparently the dumbest person in a, in the world for not taking that. Yeah, 
I mean, Bitcoin was like five thousand dollars a coin now when it's that offer came. Seven thousand a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I'll, if you want, I'll hire you for one Dogecoin. If you. <laughs> By the way, I looked in my Robinhood account and I had at one point purchased some Dogecoin for like three cents and I had like $4,000 worth. So yeah, I kind of missed an opportunity there. What was that? 80, 80 grand now. All right. Anyway. So look, if you want, if you want professional advice or you want mentor, you want help from people, make it easy for them to help you Absolutely. and you'll get more help. Like, yep. and that's why I was, you know, joking about the coffee invite. Cause look, if you say, Hey, I'll come to you. Now we, we used to, we used, you and I both were remarkably accommodating to meetings like this when we had an office and people would, you know, they'd reach out and okay, sure. If you come here and then I would set, I'd say 30 minutes, you have 30 minutes, not, isn't going to ramble into two and a half hours or anything like that, but make it easy to come up with all that. So, you know, like, all right. Now let's talk about expectations. If you do find people that are interested, you should expect to not get a check quickly. Well, my family office meets every month and we'll get together and I'll see if I can get my cousin and my brother to get involved and chip in a little money for this deal. But I need money now. You're not going to get it now. You're not just expect that, expect that. Now, if you have an angel investor or someone close, like you may get it, but you're not going to give a pitch and get someone interested and get money quickly. It just rarely, if I, it just rarely happens. And overall, I mean, depending on the industry and the form, like realistically, you're looking at three to nine months, three to nine months. Matt, how long did it take your acquisition deal to close? It was about six months. I mean, and, and. In, in the past, when you've raised capital before, from first from the first time you reached out to when the money hit your bank, how long did that usually take? Um, it was probably a good ninety days. Yeah, the and, three months. And three and, months. and the and the other thing you have to think about it depends on the stage you're at. But when you're dealing like real with really early stage investors, either they're going to do no due diligence at all, or there'll be a giant pain in your ass. There's not really an in-between from my experience. Most of them will just write you the check. Like they won't even read the shit you send them. They'll be like, ah, oh, I like this so guy. True. I like the idea. So true. All right. You write the check and you're in. And then you'll have the other guy that wants to go through all of your accounting and like all the shit. And like, he'll be the giant biggest pain in the ass you ever had. And he still will be in for the rest of life. Um, that's just the way it is. When you're when you're early, we, ra we raised three quarters of a million dollars in venture debt for full scale, and zero percent of those people looked at anything. It was pocket, true. It was pocket change to them, Matt. To some of them, it was, but and and it, but case in point. Now, we didn't get that money overnight, but. You know, you're right. I mean, a lot of cases, that's not what it's about. Now, I think you can also expect that, you know, kind of like Matt mentioned, some people are going to string you along and, it, and look, be careful with this folks, be careful with this trap because it can be a time suck and it can really get your hopes up and kind of make you and build some false hopes and expectations. Um, uh, oh man. I mean, I've been in this boat 
everyone that's that seasoned has and that's you know you get interest and then you hear okay another meeting another meeting another meeting another meeting another you know waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting that's why it takes so long now i think some of that is by design right because like i said some of these things want to kind of make you fight for it and make you prove for it but you know i mean they're going to keep you asking matt i can tell by the look on your face you have something to say what is it <laughs> remember when i went through this a couple of years ago oh yeah i had we had i had somebody that by the way they, by the way the, an- the answer is which time yeah i had somebody that was going to invest a few million dollars um from a family office fund. i went through it i went through it too brother yeah and so they they strung me along for a while and then eventually this Come to find out there was no money, I guess. I don't know what the hell happened, but yeah, it was it was that all was a- vapor. It was all vapor. It and- was all bullshit. And 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 that and and all right, well, let's just be open about it. Like that prevented you from pursuing other options because yeah. it seemed like a really good one. And by the way, that's that same situation was uh, and I say I went through it too, like had inquired about investing in full scale. And I just yeah. said, I said no faster. Cause it, cause I just did. Cause I, you know, for me, it's like it's at some point it's okay to say, Hey, look, are you in on this or not? Well, and that's the thing is they keep saying yes. And so I think the point here is when you're raising money from people, you haven't raised the money until it's in the bank. That's the first lesson. Yep. And yep. think about who you're dealing with and their reputation. And do they do a lot of these deals or is this the first deal they've ever done? And Yeah. Just take, you got to take all that into account. Okay. So it's almost time for the founders freestyle. And, you know, I say my episodes, the episodes I do with Matt, the episodes I do with other guests, I do the founders freestyle, but why my episodes? Cause I'm not the only host of startup hustle. Make sure to tune in on Tuesdays, join Andrew Morgan's, the CEO and founder of Marknology talks a lot about Amazon branding e-commerce and other stuff. Tune in on Thursdays for the founder of Innovate Her KC, Lauren Conaway, who tackles a variety of subjects on a variety of things. Once again, Tuesdays and Thursdays, join Lauren and Andrew. If you haven't had enough Startup Hustle, go over to the YouTube and type in Startup Hustle. It's pretty easy to find the channel that we started earlier this year. We're coming out with an episode or two new videos every week, and you can see the uh, you get a lot of candid input and advice, uh, sometimes storylines, sometimes t- different topics. You never know. So tune in. Make sure to subscribe before we do the Founders Freestyle. This episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. SVB has been supporting innovative founders, companies, and investors with targeted financial services and expertise for over 35 years. Silicon Valley Bank is built for what's next. Learn more at SVB.com. Matt, what's the best advice you can give on today's topic of what to expect? By the way, I, wait, let me back up rejection is disqualified from being your only answer here. So in mine too. So what past, past hearing no a lot, what's the best advice you can give when it comes to what to expect with startup fundraising? Beg, borrow and steal. Maybe not steal. I, I think the, I think the key here is you've got to figure out a path forward where you don't raise any money, right? Is there a path forward where we don't raise any money? I have a founder. I mean, I've got a, a little bit of money. Like I need a thousand dollars to, you know, set up a company or, you know, do some basic stuff or whatever. But, you know, how much of this can you do from your own blood, sweat and tears 
your own labor and other business, you know, your other co-founders and, and stuff like that to, to get things done. Because if your only, only solution for this business to ever survive and succeed is to raise capital, it's a bad place to be. And if you just keep running around with that dream in your head that you're going to raise capital and your business just never goes anywhere, then it's just never going to go anywhere. So I, I would always think about what, what plan B is and also think about it's a lot easier potentially to find customers and sell your product than it is to raise capital. And it's amazed me some of the people I've met that were like really good professional fundraisers. And I have no idea how they raised any money because their product was absolute shit. And some of you out there are really good at that. And uh, I commend you for it because there are some people that are professional fundraisers. They just blow me away at how they raise money. But a lot of times it's easier to just keep getting the product right and go find a customer. And my favorite is if you can find a customer that's also an investor. Yeah, I agree with you. I think overall, if, uh, if you know, for what to expect, uh, you know, I think you should expect to have your ego bruised. I think you should expect to have it take longer than you might think it would. I think you should expect all the things that Matt said. Um, I think you should expect to hear literally the phrase of, well, we like that we're not, I don't, this might be a little early for us. Let us know when you have some traction. Like that is almost like an automated VC kind of response. Um, and I think you should expect to, you know, like, like I said, be humbled and challenged and, and it, embrace the fact that that might be good for you and it might be good for your business and if you can make it through, then you're going to potentially do well. And uh, if not, you might struggle. And, you know, overall, I, I just I just think that it's a rigorous process. It's designed to to kill a lot of people that enter the gauntlet. Um, it's intentionally long. It's intentionally difficult. Uh, but but past that, you know, like, I mean, if you can make it through, if you have if you have the guts, you may experience the glory thanks again for tuning in for part 15 of 52 we need to like maybe accelerate our timeline much like startups and the real world we're three weeks behind already on the deliverables for 2021 so we might have to supplement some episodes or something but anyway matt i'll see you next week see ya Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.